This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Sir Dustin of House Walls, Captain of the Guard. His watch is constant. Ice and Fire Podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Uh, today we are into chapter 53, uh, brand 6 of A Game of Thrones. And in Fire and Blood, we will be discussing the dying of the dragons, a son for a son. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, things are things are um, heating up in the Dance of Dragons, <laughs> to, to say the least. Heating up. That's funny. Yeah, they are. They definitely are. Um, wow, my friend. We, how you doing? First of all, woo man. You know, I posted on the Facebook group. Said, guys, we're recording like four hours worth of content tonight. Um, wow, you know, this is what we do. This is, is what you know. It's 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 Saturday night, and you know, other people are out drinking and partying. But uh, I'm recording, so I'm having a hell of a great Saturday night. Yeah, you this are. This is what I this is what I live <laughs> for, man. So me too. You know, I'm all kinds of pumped. What we actually just did a fantastic. I mean, at least for oh, us, man. we had a fun was, time. Oh yeah, we were. It was great. It like, may honestly be that may honestly be my favorite theory we've ever done. Yeah, it, just a great green dream. So, got to check that out on Patreon.com forward slash Bend the Knee. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I think we, you and I, kind of solidified a lot of what we think happened during the long night and what have you. Because we had a great discussion yeah, about who the night a lot about is. The, but the, yeah, the Isle of Faces, the God's Eye. Um, some season eight stuff, yeah. Uh, you know, because there's uh, just a real quick, not not a not a spoiler, but just a teaser. You know, we talk a lot about um, what is going on, Sir Ezra, with the White Walkers and these yeah. symbols. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so we so we break that down in that. So uh, yeah, be sure be sure to check that guy check that out. Yeah, yeah. It it, it was it was a lot of fun. So. Uh, there is that. I also want to give a special shout out here. Uh, we have a new captain of the guard, uh, as mm-hmm. you heard at the top of the show. So Sir Dustin uh, has been helping us out there, and we've we've recently reached out to him, and uh, yeah, just happy to have him, you know, uh, uh, in the in the realm, uh, part of the mm-hmm. community. So you mm-hmm. know, yeah, he's gonna be a Facebook group moderator, which is great because man, uh, I don't know about you, Sir Ezra, but did something happen? Uh, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, did like did did HBO was there a, a some was, news or like a trailer a week ago or something because yeah, I don't know man my it's, phone has been blowing up uh, with people like liking the Facebook page and and the yeah, group yeah. and our downloads I think tripled so <laughs> yeah it's been great and so so welcome to all of our new listeners and subscribers I mean yeah. we're we're glad you're here and uh, we want you to reach out to us on the Facebook group and. You know, send us a raven. I mean, we have a we're actually amassing a ton, yeah, huge amount of ravens, and we may have to bring back follow up Friday just to get some of them done. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that yeah. goes. But man, I'm excited, real excited. Yeah, I, you know, I feel I feel rested. You know, sir, did, did you? Yeah, did you? Yeah, you know, because we because we uh, kind of took last week off because we just had that scheduling conflict, so we released that extra episode uh, to kind of uh-huh. fill the void there with the Night King. 
Um, and so, man, I went out, I like went and got a massage. I feel rested mm-hmm. because the sprint uh, with season eight is coming. And winter is here, and it's going to be all hands on deck. Sir Ezra and I, I'm, you know, I'm loaded up on chamomile tea. There you um, go. Yeah. Because you and I are going to be recording a lot. Yes, we in are. These, in these next couple of weeks. And season eight happens to be coming out at probably the worst time for us because you have, uh, you're going to the Star Wars celebration. Yeah. yeah. I have like a mini vacation, uh, like a wedding I'm going to that's like five hours away. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm going to be like sprinting back one day. To yeah. Like or possibly watching like the episode on my phone while I'm like riding in the car. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> so like whatever we got to do to get it to get it done is whatever yeah. we will do. That's right. We're we ben, will because we're Ben the yeah, knee. We OK, we're not <laughs> some right. other Game of Thrones podcast like, oh, no, oh, no, no, ben yeah. the knee. exactly. Yeah, so. Oh, my gosh, it's great. It's great. It is great. It's a great it's a great time to be reading the series and, you know, um, mm-hmm. the TV shows we got multiple on the horizon so we got the the season mm-hmm. finale and just a lot of good stuff so i mean if you're kind of like ah, i don't know it's it's the end i'm getting into podcasting and i just hopped in met you guys we still have a whole book series to get through you know we've got yeah. other great tv shows coming out later too so i don't know man it's just gonna be yeah we're gonna time. be here for like the we're, we're gonna be here for the next like i don't know 30 years and gerp still probably yeah. won't have finished winds of winter by then but right, we'll right. still be here we're so. trying to get him to hand it over to us so we can finish it for him so <laughs> i'm just mm-hmm. kidding uh but uh, yeah, okay. So so some uh, exciting things here. Um, just still want a, a couple other uh, plugs here. Another special shout out if it's if this is allowed, Sir Matt. You know, uh, yeah, I suppose. Just bend the knee, everyone. Um, shout out to, <laughs> yeah. to 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 our. Uh, you know, we got some folks out there sharing the podcast and, and helping us out on so, their social media and stuff. I really yeah, appreciate. We it. really appreciate that. So so one of the I one do of those really. Folks, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, just Annie. I wanted to say shout out to Lady Annie. You know, for for uh, you know, just sh- you know, showing us some love out there. I don't know. It's great. Mm-hmm. Feels good. Yeah. You know, sometimes I follow a lot of I follow a lot of our listeners stuff on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, sometimes I'll just get on Instagram or get notified or something, and so somebody shared something. And that it's crazy uh, for me to think about. You know, that it's like because you and I sit down. You and I'd be talking about this stuff if if there if no, one regardless. person was listening or now like ten thousand people were listening. So right, um, yeah. yeah. So. It's like it's awesome. I really, really, really appreciate it. So yeah, we do, we do. You guys are awesome. So all right, uh, we better dive into we better dive, start diving into some content. So uh, yeah, uh, some news, okay. sir. As so episode season eight episode uh, runtimes were released. You and I did kind of amusing on on Patreon yes, about we did. that, but just um, so just but just kind of a quick kind of brief rundown on those. Um, looks like episodes one and two are going to be about standard time. And then after that is when they're going to get longer. So you have episode three, four, five, and six, which are all around an hour and a hour and like 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. We, we broke down on that musing, what we think is kind of going to happen. Um, but it's cool. We're getting more and more info every day. Um, I'm certain I'm th- I don't think we're going to get another trailer. I don't think we're going to get another no. trailer or no, another TV spot. I think they want to keep everything under wraps as much as possible. Yeah, I think so too. I think, and that's fine. And I'm, remember, and don't you remember around this time, like in seasons past, things were leaked. Like you could just watch full episodes. Yes, I do. Oh my gosh, yes. Because you, because you and I, I think it was was it season, would have been season six. Yeah. Right. Where yeah, season six where we had like 
like full episodes were like available to torrent and stuff online like mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. the season was going like you could watch like it was like i remember i think it was like we were season two was episode two was airing and like season, episode four was already out and so we we're like what like online so yeah because you know i may or may not used to have like torrent stuff and uh, <laughs> yeah 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 you know sorry share aza and limewire episodes so uh <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. That's why I had to buy why I had to buy a new computer. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that though. I I hope I hope none of that none of that crap happens. I honestly am, am cool with just yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not getting spoiled. I want to watch it the way it's supposed to be watched this year using yeah. you know, you know, using the the hard earned uh, money uh, of my brother's HBO account. So there it oh, is. Yeah, really? Yeah, there <laughs> really it is. Average, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So that's cool. That's that's uh, the runtime thing. Like I said, check that out on on Patreon. That that was uh, a, we got into really what we thought was going to happen. You know, it's starting. We're starting to formulate, I guess, our final predictions for mm-hmm. you know uh, season eight. So go mm-hmm. check that out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Should we dive into the? Uh, yeah, we... yeah. Let's dive in, in, in into Fire and Blood here. Um, a son for a son, and uh, the, you know. It's heating up, as as Sir Matt mm-hmm. said, and uh, we, we, gosh, we had the the, the the coronation of Aegon earlier last chapter, and mm-hmm. this kind of we start off. I don't know if you want to just read some of this, but it starts right off with uh, Rhaenyra's coronation. Yeah, the dying of the dragons, a son for a son. Uh, Aegon had been proclaimed king in the dragon pit. Rhaenyra, queen on Dragonstone, all efforts at reconciliation having failed. The dance of the dragons now began in earnest. On Driftmark, the sea snakes' ships set sail from Hull and Spicetown to close the gullet, choking off trade uh, to and from King's Landing. Soon after, Jacaris Valerian was flying north upon his dragon Veramax, his brother Luce, uh, Lucerus south on Arax, while Prince Daemon flew on Craxus to the Trident. Mm. Let us first turn to Harrenhal. Wow. Yeah, and things get things just get going. So, yeah, uh, yeah, they 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 absolutely do. Um, and it really, that it, it's a good setup there because it is it is sort of a three pronged, you know, approach to this chapter. Um, three dragon three dragon riders take off to kind of recruit, you know, uh, different folks, and it, it has to be said. To, yeah, so we'll start with Heron Hall and uh, Damon, you know, heading there to try and and re- get some support. I guess Re- remember a hundred. Plus, lords had sworn uh, to defend Rhaenyra's claim to the throne, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so yeah. I mean, where where are those folks at? Who are they? And and how do we make sure that we have them? You know, kind of kind of shored up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's take a look here, just at at what happened at at Heron Hall. I mean, it. Um. Damon, let's see. Heads there and. Well, the the strong. Well, actually, the strongs are still kind of bent out of shape, aren't they? About mm-hmm. you know the because Damon, you know, um, oh, kind of in, in, they get insulted a little bit, and you know, her her kids, Luke and Jace, you know, are often called strongs, um, and right now they're currently, aren't they? They're currently in in control of Hall, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. The castle small folk became his captives as well. So this is uh, Damon as he as he shows up here. Let me just read some more of this so I can figure get my bearings here. 
though large parts of Heron's great folly were in ruin, the castle's towering curtain walls still made it a formidable stronghold as any in the Riverlands. But Aegon the dragon had proved it vulnerable from the sky. With its lord, Laris Strong, away in King's Landing, the castle um, was but lightly garrisoned, having no wish to suffer the fate of the Black Heron. Um, its elderly castellan, Sir Simon Strong, uncle to the late Lord Lionel, great-uncle to Lord Lars. So there's a whole bunch of history here with the Strongs, and actually I think yeah, one of the Strongs is sitting on, on the council right now with um, um, Alicent, right? And, and actually right. creates yep. a pact to kind of you know uh, help, help them out. You know, there. Um, let's see. So it was it was strict to uh, quick to strike his banners when Craxus uh, lighted atop, you know, um, the tower there. In addition to the castle, Prince Damon at a stroke had captured the not considerable wealth of House Strong and dozens of valuable hostages, amongst them Sir Simon and his grandsons. Uh, the castle small small folk became his captives as well, amongst them um, the wet nursed uh, Alice uh, Rivers. So, yeah, it goes fairly smooth, you know, I mean, um, it not, I mean, I think he, 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 he is able to kind of corral their, their support, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, what's this whole bit, you know, Alice Rivers, I kind of forget that, like, who she is. And well, what, she, yeah, she's, she's a wet witch. nurse that they, that they, yeah, basically, they, they spent, they spent quite a bit of time. It's like, who is this woman, a serving wench who dabbled in potions and spells, says Munkin, a woods witch claiming Septon Eusis. Uh, a malign enchantress who bathed in the blood of virgins to preserve her youth. Mushroom would have us believe. Uh, her name suggests bastard birth, but we do know a little of her father and less of her mother. Munkin uses to tell us she was sired by Lord Lionel Strong. Um, and anyway, so, so you know, uh, she has a bunch of uh, stillborn children. Um, but I guess kind of the, pur- the purpose of her um, is... Uh, oh, now I'm losing my place here. I actually don't really remember what know her... what the purpose is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is something that yeah. I, to me though, this is it's a, a mushroom well, side start, tail. You know, it's, it's it is a, a, it is a it is a mushroom side tail. And um, what it does though is a lot of the Dance of Dragons, and 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 the leading up to the Dance of Dragons. You will see this a lot in World of Ice and Fire and Fire and Blood. It'll talk about, well, this is something that happened that Septon used to, or Septon used to tell us. Mm-hmm. And this is something, and this is kind of the perspective of Mushroom. So I think more anything, it's just kind of to keep adding to that idea that Mushroom and Septon uses totally have two different perspectives. You know, we just did, you and I just did an entire uh patreon episode essentially about the perception of of how the story is told that's something we we keep going back to is that the story you have to keep in mind how this story is told through us who's through whose perspective yeah because it's almost like she's supposed to be an adversary that could have you know kept damon from you know getting uh house hair you know heron hall and how strong but mm-hmm. all of her powers and you know persuasions and stuff do nothing for for him you know and so i think that's the gist of it unless she comes up later which which we'll find out uh, i just don't remember yeah, i don't think so i think it's just she's just another person who's who's in the yeah yeah okay um so that goes well and we're going to come back to you know this this, cha- this chapter is called a son for a son and so let's get to the sons actually 
I think that's mm-hmm. a little bit more important. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Luke and Jace now. So, so Luke actually had what was believed to be a safer trip. I mean, he was supposed to go to Storm's End and call upon, um, you know, Lord uh, Boros Baratheon there. And that should be, you know, easy enough. Uh, Baratheon had, had already kind of, I think, sworn to, you know, protect um, Rhaenyra's claim and what have you. So we'll come back to that in a second. But Jace has to go to the Manderleys. Um, he goes north, you know, all the way uh, up to Winterfell and kind of treats with the, you know, the Starks and what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that goes surprisingly well, actually. Um, you know, he does a good job on, on, on his mission. There is a pact um, that was signed, correct, Sir Matt, between yes. the the, uh, the Starks and, uh, what is it, the Pact of Ice and Fire? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, no big deal or anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, you know, and then it also it talks about that there is some dragon legs, right? Some drag- dragon eggs, not dragon legs. There's some dragon Dra- eggs that yeah. may have been mm-hmm. that have been laid at Winterfell. Uh huh. Which, which what you know? I mean, that's that's yeah, and that's a mushroom that's tail like an, again, a, right? That, right. Yeah. So what's that all about? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so you it talks about um, you know, like uh, you have Veramax and and uh, and uh. Just Karis Valerian, right? Yeah, Jace. Um, they meet with Craig. They, yeah, Jace. Yeah, they uh, they meet with uh, Craig and Stark. You know, they actually become kind of friends. Craig and Stark will come back up later, right? Sure. Um, yep. He, yeah, uh, and so because that's when we we've talked about the Hour of Wolf before, right? He, you know, he comes down and he comes down later and and uh, ends up doing some stuff. So this kind of will tie into some stuff later and uh there actually is going to be a chapter in the hour of the wolf after we get kind of through the dance of the dragons but um it talks about you know mushroom says that Veramax left a clutch of dragon's eggs at winterfell uh which is e- says which is equally absurd uh, whilst the true determining that sex of a living dragon is nigh on an impossible task nor uh no other source mentions Veramax producing so many as much as a single egg so it must be assumed that he was a male except in the bar speculation that the dragons change sex at need mm-hmm. being as mutable as flame uh, is too uh, ludicrous to consider mm-hmm. so that's just a side little tale in here um, we'll get back to the pact of ice and fire first but I just want to talk about this because I have it highlighted and so do uh, what yeah. looks like about 300 more people on uh, Kindle this is one of those Kindle things yeah. where they uh, yeah. Highlighted quite a lot because, uh, yeah, that's like a big deal. Uh, if there's yeah. a bunch of dragon eggs just chilling out at Winterfell, yeah. And, and is it, I mean, what do we know? I mean, we get a lot of back and forth about like, like what was true during this time, you know, Mushroom's Tales versus you know, the Septon or the or the Maester, you know, like, like who do we believe? So, I, uh, I, I believe, I believe Mushroom. So. so, half the time I do, and half the time I don't, you know, I, I, I really find myself going back and forth quite a bit you know it's mm-hmm. you know i don't know just like the one the, the one sample or example where he was like claiming things that had happened in king's landing but yet he's over you know at dragonstone and it's like how does he know what's going on mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i don't know um so anyways that, that's cool it's it's agreed that like after the the war and things that you know jason or one of i think it was joffrey right maybe is is the younger brother um that that some of these some of the targaryens would then wed you know one of the starks and so right 
that's cool. Everyone's trying to get some, you know, a Targaryen in their family or a dragon rider or some dragon blood, um, you know, or what have you. And, uh, yeah. So that's a good thing. I mean, and that's all, you know, it, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, the, again, this chapter is called A Son for a Son. And, mm-hmm. you know, so as we shift from, from Jace over to, to Luke, uh, he's also known as Little Luke Strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because that, 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 they don't look like, you know, Targaryens at all, um, mocked quite often. But, yeah, so, so he, um, during the Dance of Dragons here, you know, he was sent on a mission that was considered shorter and safer than his brother, um, you know, Jace. And he's just a messenger. He's going to Storm's End where he's expected to meet with uh, Boros Baratheon who would give him a warm welcome, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, unfortunately, you know, when he shows up there, uh, Prince Aemon had already arrived at the castle on Vagar, And Vagar's huge. You know, Vagar mm-hmm. is... And you remember, Aemon was the one whose eye... We didn't talk about this, I don't think, in the book club here, but, like... His eye was during that fight between him and the Strongs, uh, when he claimed Vagar, um, his eye was taken from him. Like he just rushes Vagar and hops on because, you know, um, I think it's Joffrey is crying or, or has has raised the alarm, and so he just freaks out and boom, runs, you know, and gets on Vagar. Um, but yeah, he's he's lost an eye, and so when you know, uh, Luke shows up here, he basically demands. He wants to fight, you know. He wa- he basically says like he's gonna let him leave if he just sort of repays him, you know, by by plucking out his own eye. You know, let me take out one of your eyes for the eye that you know that you owe me, and I'll let you leave in peace. And like, right, Lord Baratheon tries to. He doesn't want any of that crap going on here. He actually does, you know, give a message for Luke to take back to his mother, basically saying that he's not gonna support her claim, you know, and that he is. You know, he's he's a he's a black, you know. Or I'm sorry, he's a he's a green instead of a black. So, um, yeah, and he and he, and he wants him to leave. Now, what was happening at that meeting is that Eamon, and this is all kind of coming back to me because I'm going. It's hard to find it all in the book here, but uh, Eamon was looking for, well, to 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 win over House Baratheon, he agreed to marry. Um, he he could have any any woman, you know, or, right any one of his daughters. Is that right? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So he was kind of looking around and I think he might've insulted one of them and, you know, or what have you. And, and they kind of mocked Eamon or, you know, egged him on to, to fighting Luke as Luke is leaving. They're just like, not that they called him a coward, but kind of like, you're just going to let him go. Like, you know, like really, I forget which one it is that actually, you know, mocks him, but it was, it was, it was interesting that it, he was so easily just swayed to go, no, I'm not going to. And he actually takes off on Vagar and takes Luke out, man. He kills him, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I will, I will not fight you. I will not fight you. I came here as an um, envoy, not as a knight. You came here as a craven and a traitor. And wow. I will have your eye, your eye or your life strong. And then, uh, yeah. And so, wow. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. And that, so yeah, and that's and that's yeah. And there's a super cool picture of them fighting right on their dragons. Yeah. Um, in 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 the book. Right, 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 right. Oh boy. 
Um, yeah, Mushroom goes on to kind of like, again, Mushroom's not even there, dude. And he's like telling the story about like how is he how, how he jumps off the dragon and like stuff like he's describing the lightning flash and everything. So it's just it's kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, Prince Amy. Yeah. So th- so th- so they go back and forth. Uh, you know, there. So he, he kills him and. Word of that, obviously, I think Rhaenyra is pregnant, right? When is she not pregnant when she hears about? No, no, no. That's 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 during the the coronation. Yeah, sorry, that was during the coronation. Um, but because she collapses when she hears this news, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, I mean, like her her son is 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 dead, and this is not right. The one that yeah, she yeah, thought she, yeah, was she, yeah, she collapses. Um, when she, you know, when she hears the news, an eye for an eye, a son for a son. Yeah. you know, Luke will be avenged. Right, right, yeah. And Eamon is 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 known basically from that point forward. Did you see the picture, by the way? You, were you talking about the picture in um, uh, uh, Fire and Blood or Fire and Blood? Yeah, the, with the yeah. lightning and the two dragons. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. that's that's awesome. Yeah, and if you look right next to that, you'll see where Eamon is 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 known later as a as a kinslayer, essentially. So this is, you know. Um, He's he's related to to Luke and he he kills him and and really what was happening you know before this actual uh, conflict takes place it was just a lot of vying for control and and, and, and setting up the pieces no they weren't really at war it was kind of a, a war of words right. and who could get the most support and backing mm-hmm. you know yeah it wasn't there wasn't really bloodshed yet right right um, yeah so. Uh, it's just, you know, so so now, yeah, Rhaenyra has collapsed, one total of Luke's death. Luke's younger brother, Joffrey, um, you know, Jace was still away on his mission, swore a terrible oath of vengeance against Prince Aemon and Lord Boros. Um, only the in- intervention of the sea snake and Princess Rhaenyra, uh, or Princess Rhaenys, kept the boy from mounting his own dragon at once, you know, so he was like ready just to kind of take off and, and go after him, um, and then this is when, you know, as the Black Council set uh, to consider how to strike back, a raven arrived from Harrenhal, and it's from Prince Damon, who says, an eye for an eye, a son for a son. Um, Luke shall be avenged, is, is what he says. So those are his words. And, you know, remember, he is, he's been very successful there, there at Harrenhal and is now ready to, to strike. So... And this is where you get into, it's a segment kind of called um, Blood and Cheese. So remember we had just talked about one of the Strongs was on the council, you know, for um, Aegon, you know, uh, Aegon the Older, Aegon the Elder. Um, Right, the Elder, yeah. Yeah, and and, and he has a a, a Strong who's there. I kind of think that guy maybe, I mean, I don't know, can be influenced. He seemed very quick to just sort of want to make a pledge of, loyalty right there sir Kristen cole had just killed someone you know who was willing to um you know go rat them out or 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 speak out against aegon's coronation so you know um anyways i i say that because prince daemon says that he has friends and he has ways to get into king's landing and he knows people there and he can strike very quickly and i think he uh, this is another sign to me that he was holding all of that they were holding this these um these things back because it really wasn't a war of bloodshed yet. You know that 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 they didn't want. They are family. They are related. You know this is Targaryen fighting Targaryen. So 
Right. Well, you also need, I mean, you need a lot of supporters, you, you need possible troops, you know, you need a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm, um, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is part of the Game of Thrones. Part of it, you know, is political before, you know, if you can do things politically or, yeah. you know, like socially before you could have to do, involve, you know, armies and stuff. That's the way to do that. Right. Right. Yep. So um, to quickly get through this, this whole piece here, just, you know, Damon enlists the help of um, a friend from the City Watch. Remember, he used to be captain of the City Watch before he became, you know, king of the Stepstones and, and what have you and, and allied up with the Sea Snake. And he, you know, who this person was known as Blood, and the rat catcher uh, from from the Red Keep is known as Cheese, and so that's how the two, that's how we get the Blood and Cheese, you know, segment there. And they basically sneak in, you know, to the Red Keep, and they use tunnels, hidden doors, what have you, that that brings them to the Tower of the Hand, uh, where Queen Alicent uh, is at, and they actually are able to capture her. And, and they wait until Queen um, Helena uh, shows up with her three children because they, they kind of knew that she would show up. And she always brings her children, you know, to see um, their grandmother. And it's like they bar the door and they force the queen to basically choose one of her children to die. And she, ha- she ends up picking the youngest one, thinking that the youngest one wouldn't know, you know, what was happening. And they kill the other kid. They kill her eldest. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's 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 wild. So that's that's the you know a son for a son, um, you know situation, and, and she just sinks into this deep depression. They get out, by mm-hmm. the way. I mean, they actually make it um, for a while. One of them is captured, though. I can't remember which one it is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they <laughs> King Aegon orders that all rat catchers in the city be hanged. Right. That's kind of crazy. Um, well, I mean, that's, that sounds like good advice. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, they, this is, so the cats now then show up. You know, we we talk about Arya chasing cats and things. Sir Otto Hightower brings in hundreds of cats into the Red Keep to take their place, which is nuts. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, who are they? One of them gets away. I, I think it might be the rat catcher. I think he gets away. But, or maybe he was he was one of those that was hung. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But they, they capture somebody else and kind of, you know, torture him and, 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 you know, figure out what happened and, and how it was that he was led around. Um, they don't even know all the secret passageways because I believe that rat catcher is the one who knows and, and, and gets away. And they, you know, yeah. find out that Damon, you know, is. Or, yeah, Cheese. Yeah, um, yeah well, well, you missed you miss some parts about Cheese here. Go ahead. As a Mushroom tells us that Cheese knows the red keep better than the shape of his own. You know? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Better than his own member. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and so that and it, it talks about how the tower of hand was less secure the two men crept up to the walls um you know probably some it's probably the same tunnel that you know Varys leads Tyrion through could be yeah yeah could be um so i don't know you know that's that's the first sort of uh two, two princelings air quote are are killed in this chapter and um now these families are you know enraged at each other and everyone is set and and it it, it just it just takes it to another level you know Mm -hmm. um the greens strike against the blacks first and you know then damon strikes back uh through blood and cheese and there you have it i actually think i think into the next chapter i can't remember where it is but i think that queen she she has a lot of trouble recovering from that if she does recover i honestly can't remember i have to go back and she doesn't eat she like doesn't eat yeah yeah, and she gets yeah. really. So, anyways, yeah, 
I don't know. Um, and you know what? By the way, as I was reading, uh, Aegon the Elder is a jerk. He's a freaking jerk, dude. He just oh, like, yeah, he is. I mean, he's whoring around, you know, whatever. Like, um, Helena, his wife, just is sort of like, can't, you know, he's, he's not in my bed. He's somewhere else. You know, I'm just like, I don't know, man. Mm. I'm out. I'm out on, on that. So, anyways, you know, go Blacks. All right. Until the yeah. next chapter, and then and then I'll change sides again. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, but. man. Let's move on over to the reread here. Um, this week we are in. Oh, this week we are in chapter fifty-three, brand six. The last uh, last week we were with John uh, yep. in John seven, where the bodies of two men that had accompanied Benjamin Start were found. Sir Jeremy Riker blames wildlings, but Sam had pointed out odd characteristics on the bodies. Back at Castle Black, um, John had learned that King Robert had died, mm-hmm. and yep. that you know Alistair, Alistair, Thorne, Alistair Thorne mocks him. John attacks him, gets kind of punished, and then a white attacks Lord Commander Morma, and John and uh, Ghost kind of save him. Uh, the last time we were with Bran was Bran Five, which was Chapter Thirty Seven, so quite a while ago. Yeah, with Bran, um, uh, Bran. Um, there's a during his first ride outside Winterfell since his fall, you know, Bran had learned that Jamie of Jamie Lannister's attack on his father. So, mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. quite some time, you know. So, yeah. Rob goes ahead to find the direwolves, and this is where Bran gets attacked by Osha, mm-hmm. right? So, all right, so this week. Bran watches the Karstarks arrive, then goes out to the Godswood to pray. He is interrupted by Osha, who tells him about the old gods and the others. She insists that Rob should be marching north, not south. Bran passes on her advice to Mace, uh, passes her advice on to Maester Lewin, then Rob marches his army south. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I mean, we get more uh, information about the real threat beyond the wall, mm-hmm. and you actually learn about, you know, how the wildlings had kind of gotten around the wall, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we yeah. also get to see we also get to see a little bit more how the north operates, some of the other players in the north, some of the smaller yeah. houses, uh, and you know, like the Umbers, right, and uh, and and the Boltons. So yeah, yep, yeah, the Boltons who just you know, from the get go there, you, you look at some of the foreshadowing and just the way that they stare in their testing. Um, so again, this is a call the banners. By the way, this you know. Absolutely. Um, Rob has called the banners and, and they're arriving. And so the car Starks are there and, and they, they don't look like what brand thinks they should look like, you know, and then there's, he's just really, this is the first time he's seen these men. He's heard about them. He's heard about their sigils and their, you know, who they are and, and, and what have you. But now he's seeing them, you know, face to face here. So and he, he kind of describes these men as like big, fierce faces covered with thick beards, hair worn loose past the shoulders. Their cloaks were made of, Skins and pelts of bears and seal and wolf. Um, so, yeah, he's just kind of, I think his eyes are opened a little bit. The world gets a little bigger uh, when these folks mm-hmm. show up. And, um, yeah, and, and, and you know, there's this, as as Sir Matt said, you know, we've got the Boltons are showing up. And, and I think that just the sigil talking about, like, do they really punish people the way that they, that they're, that their banner suggests you know that kind of thing you know another thing another thing about this too is um you know bran has a little bit of kind of internal monologue where it's not outright said but as a reader you see that bran um 
can kind of see things are changing for him, right? So, like, Bran talks about how, like, you know, he used to be able to climb, but now he can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Maester Lewin is kind of teaching him, you know, make sure you know all the houses and things like that. So Maester Lewin is trying to look you can see this is where he's trying to look out for him yeah, and being yeah. like, you know, Hey, if you, you know, if you can't be a knight, let's make you as like smart of a Lord as possible. Cause that's yeah. going to be to your best benefit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. People will, will respect you for that. Yeah. Uh, right. your, your, your wisdom, your cunning and wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're still struggling with, with uh, Rick on by the way, you know, so him, mm-hmm. he and he and Shaggy dog are, are kind of, you know, we know that Rob is, is, is prepping to leave and so that's causing him some turmoil so we don't want to forget rick on because we do sometimes forget him um yeah now well, there's the show, well the, sh- the show forgot him for about like three seasons yeah so. no kidding jamini yeah oh gosh uh here's a good little just paragraph that i want to read uh because i think it kind of talks a little bit about the the houses and what have you so a year ago before, he would have visited the town even if it meant climbing over the walls by himself. In those days, he could run down the stairs, get on and off his pony by himself, and wield a, bro- a wooden sword uh, good enough to knock, knock Prince Tommen to the dirt. Uh, he could only watch, peering out through Maester Lewin's lens tube. Uh, the Maester had taught him all the banners, uh, the mailed fist of the Glovers, silver on scarlet, Lady Mormont's black bear, the hideous filleted man, that went before Roose Bolton of the Dreadfort, a bull moose for the Hornwoods, a battle axe for the Sirwins, three sentinel trees for the Tall Hearts, and the fearsome sigil of House Umber, a roaring giant in shattered uh, chains. So there you go. You get some of the northern lords, northern houses showing up, and, and that's just a description of some of their you know, sigils and banners and what have you. So... All right, then they, then they kind of discuss just the uh, number of men that are showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, about twelve thousand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah how, how many? How, how many knights? Right. Uh, and so this is I. This is a line, right? We've talked a lot about it, but, um, you know, few enough. The maester said, "To be a knight, you must stand in a vigil and accept." And they talk about this. Is, is this where he talks about kind of like there aren't really knights yeah. in the north? Right. There, there's just there's not a lot. I mean, it, it ends up that there's what like six hundred. There's there's me there's a lot there there's actually still a significant number of them it's just that uh the manderleys still worship the seven you know what i mean because they brought mm-hmm. the seven with right. them when they came north but they're most of the those houses don't that doesn't mean that they're any less fierce or that they're less trained or what have you um yeah i mean the maester lewin almost kind of doesn't mock you know knighthood but it's you know, what makes a knight, you know, it just takes, I mean, as Dunk tells us, it takes a, a knight must, you know, makes a knight. So it's, mm, I don't know, it yeah, sort of damn straight. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, yeah. so, um, I mean, I love that Brand's actually kind of, you know, he loves the stories and, and, and that is a cool title and it, it, you know, something he kind of longed for. He wanted to be a member of the King's Guard or whatever, you know, that's, that was his hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, now he's, yeah. It's going to have to change because he can't, you know, he just can't fight. Right. Unfortunately. Right. So uh, for near a fortnight, you know, there had been many um, just comings and goings that Rob ordered, you know, um, basically that once that once everyone got in there, that he, he had to feed everybody. So there's comings and goings. They're arranging different things, um, housing men and, you know, talking to the Karstarks show up, you know, so that's mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a big deal. 
Um, we learned too that that Brand is now being he's got the basket for Hodor and is kind of right riding around on and Hodor. Then, right, and then and that that comes my favorite line ever, where he tells Hodor to take him back to the keep. Yeah, uh, favorite line ever. Hodor said Hodor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just he's actually telling Bran like, or you, you know, it's it, it. He's saying so many things right there, and it's just kind of unreal. It's <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he decides it's kind of overwhelming, and I think Bran wants to retreat at one point and goes to the Godswood, right? And is worried about Rob. Wants to pray for him. He knows that his mother and father are away. You know, Rob's all his sisters are gone. You know, John is gone. And so he's going to pray that, you know, um, just that the, that the old gods kind of look over um, his brother. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So <clears throat> uh, and actually, there's a, a neat part, too, when they get into the godswood, just, you know, H- Hodor, you know, uh, decides to strip down and, and, and hop into the pool. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think the show I think the show shows that as well. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And it's actually interesting, just because you know the water is not cold like you would think it is, but it's just des- it's described in the book often as dark, still, silent, cold. This this pool of water, mm-hmm. and people have theorized that you know where does it lead to? Where does it go? Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know if it goes anywhere. It's de- it's part of the hot spring probably you know that you mean built upon. sir matt i don't understand why uh, you're yeah. questioning years of, of <laughs> sir. uh th- no i actually read a uh this is the side note here we'll just take a quick little aside uh up near let's see the three-eyed crow right when they when mira and jojen are up there the underwater rivers and ca- and caverns they didn't know how far they went and the children like it's basically believed that there's just this under network of like rivers that could connect you. You could ride a river all the way underground to various places and that the children were connected to those, those places. And they had this underground, you know, I mean, as Lord Adam Parker would say from the earth wisdom, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, <laughs> there's something going on down there, you know? So anyways, I don't know. I just thought I'd mention it. Um, there's something there. So yeah, actually yeah, this is where Asha kind of, as he's praying, he hears like he's praying to the gods and she says, they're answering you. Are you listening? You know, and it's the rustling of the leaves, right? It's, it's the, the wind kind of blowing through the tree that is answering his, his prayers. You know, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool, you know, because it's that's almost how, like, yeah, that's, how, that's kind of how the old gods talk. Right. Right. Yeah. Or yep. is it, or is it the, uh, is it the children talking? That or is it Bran himself? You know, <laughs> from the future, talking from the to future, in the past. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's something that I, I I I'm sure somebody has done, but I I don't know if because we we uh, in the show we never see Bran go back to kind of his own time and, and alter things or set things up or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you know, if that would create like a time paradox or something. But if Bran does try to alter things within himself, maybe he can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, because there was something a while ago, right, where we were talking about, and we and we talked about like somebody had theorized that it was something that was going on in a Ned chapter, uh, where somebody had said that it, it was Bran doing something from the future. Wait, what? Wait, what? Say that again. 
there there was something in a in a Ned chapter that we were talking about a while back where somebody had I remember reading a comment that somebody had said um like something happened and somebody said it was Bran from the future telling oh. them something. Yeah, it could or yeah, it was okay. like a follow up Friday or something we talked yeah, about yeah. or like a well, theory or Raven's. I mean, once we saw that yeah. in the show, it's sort of like at any point, you know, if there's a werewood nearby, um yeah, how could he could he influence? You know what I mean. And also, mm-hmm. yeah, people people talked about um, when Ned dies, if, if Bran like was there telling him it's going to be okay or or something. Mm-hmm. Well, there's even you don't even have to like Bran is even special in that like he has that I believe you know kind of that look what Jojen has except for more like that green sight almost just like Blood mm-hmm. Raven you know a little bit so it's all kind of mixed in there. And if I'm wrong, let me know. Um, but it's kind of what it seems like to me. Uh, yeah. Okay, now, okay, let's, I mean, really, uh, you know, Asha kind of talks to him a little bit, you know, and he's just praying that, that Rob won't be, won't go away, but he yet, but he, he, he understands why he is and recalls the words of his father and Rob's talking to him about, like, what their, what their plan is and just that, you know, he, he can tell this is, this is getting serious. So Rickon doesn't want him to go, is pleading with them, you know, to not go, Shaggy Dog is out of control. <laughs> Biting people, tearing flesh from people's, you know, limbs, which is nuts. Uh, and then you get into basically this vying for who is going to be, you know, at the head of the the, the marching force with Rob. You know, is it Roose Bolton? Is it is it um, Robert Glover? You know, is it going to be him? Is it going to be Mage Mormont? You know, who is going to be like Rob's right hand? you know, person, I guess, is the question. So there's a lot of vying well, back and forth there. Well, you can be a right-hand person as long as you have fingers, you know. I don't know if Jamie can be a right-hand man anymore. But yeah, yeah, he's as out. Long, as long as you still, even if you, as long as you got some nubs, you still right. got a hand. So. Right, but he's, yeah, he's out. He's like, <laughs> uh, because that is really, you know, what happens, right, is, is that um, the great John is, is the one who kind of, challenges him right so he's getting mm-hmm. various yeah. types of challenges you know each night in the hall when he's entertaining you know the the great lords and they're, they're kind of testing him um j- just to see what he's going to do you know that they'll make these 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 comments or these slide you know the, these slights and it's all about how is he going to handle it how is he going to treat his men and i think you know the great john is the one who who basically calls him out gets the most reaction correct my yeah yeah right absolutely yeah yeah um i don't i don't have the quote let me pull it up here yeah it's just you know, he's um you know and then uh and when lord umber who was called great john by his men uh and stood as tall as hodor twice as wide threatened to take his forces home if he was placed behind the hornwoods uh or the serwins in in the order of the march so there you they want to it's it's all about the order uh, Rob told him he was welcome to do so. And when we're done with the Lannisters, he promised, scratching uh-huh. Grey Wind behind the ear, we will march back north, root you out of your keep, and hang you for an oathbreaker. And then so that, you know, pisses off the great John. He throws whatever he's cursing and, you know, um, actually bears his blade and actually, you know, uh, unsheaths his, his sword. And all along the benches, mm-hmm. right? Everyone they else talk about it. They talk about how it's like a big, you know, a big, ugly well, sword. Well, and also it's it the crazy. He's he's had you know, um, he has the protection. I mean, he's he's already, 
it's it's a it's super against what what is it the rights of um right mm-hmm. yeah he's 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 eight you know his his meat and his uh, salt and meat whatever you know right. and yeah everybody else kind of jumps up and 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 goes crazy uh pulls out their swords grabbing for their steel um Rob only said a quiet word and in a snarl, and in the blink of an eye, Lord Umber was on his back, his sword spinning to the floor three feet away, his hand dripping blood where Grey Wind had bitten off two fingers. So, you know, basically, you don't, you know, I mean, you're, I mean come on. Yeah, don't I mean, mess with it, man. Don't mess with it. You're, you're, <laughs> you're drawing your blade, you know, um, and, and, and acting like you're going to attack, you know, the king of the north here. I mean, I don't know, man. Kind of, kind of well, crazy. He, well, he's not. He's he's not the king in the north. He's yet, the king. He will be. He might he's well the be. king. Um. So, anyways, yeah. The great John actually starts laughing. You know, he actually starts to laugh hysterically. I know. I know. It's which just is funny. great. It's done. It's done really well in the show too. Yeah, it is. And, and then you know, uh, Rob does a great job of also kind of saying like, you know, ba- basically, I know that you were only unsheathing your sword to cut my meat. You know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah, it's it's he says that your meat is is uh it's bloody tough, you know. So they kind of bond and actually you know after that brand notes that like they become besties, you know. Yeah. He's actually the biggest supporter of of Rob and just like was proud of him in a sense. So well, Yeah. As, as he as he should be, man. As he should be. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of Davos, right? You know. Um yeah. and Stannis taking his fingers. It was just Interesting. So, uh, all right. You know, they're concerned about Arya and Sansa. You know, they, they the the letter that that Sansa had to write. You know, um, didn't didn't mention anything about Arya. So that was concerning. You know, to the Starks. So you know, and, and she says right. nothing of Arya. Nothing. Not so much. They as don't. They don't, word. they don't know anything about her. Right. Yeah. She's dead or alive or captured. Yeah. Damn her. What's wrong with the girl? And it's just like you know, she was forced to to write that. They dictated it to her. So. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Bran felt all cold inside. She lost her wolf, he said weakly, remembering the day when four of his father's guard, guardsmen had returned from the south with ladies' bones. Uh, Summer Greywind and Shaggy Dog had begun to howl before they crossed the drawbridge. So there's that connection to the wolves and them understanding that Sansa is is in trouble without her wolf. You know, it's that's something Lady Catelyn kind of talks about a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh okay, where else do we need to go here in this chapter? Um. Ah, so he's actually still in the Godswood, uh, kind of thinking about yeah. all of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is where he talks. He calls Summer to him. Um. Like, what are you doing here? You had not seen Osha since they'd taken her captors in the in the Wolf's Wood. Um. He's, they are my gods too, Osha said. Beyond the wall, they are the only gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's it's neat, you know, she kind of, no one was taking her story serious, and Bran, just, you know, growing up on the on the tales of old Nan, and also I even think being crippled, would want to believe even more in them, you know, and powers and magic, you know, and wanted Maester Lewin to teach him magic and talks to her about magic, so uh, he's intrigued by, by the, the stories that she can, you know, kind of, kind of tell, tell him, she, right. yeah. Yeah, so even when she starts to talk about the gods are actually, they listen, they're answering, you know. Um, you just have to know how to hear them. You know, the, the leaves are rustling, she says. Um, 
And then and he says that's all that's happening is that the leaves are rustling. She says, who do you think sends the wind, if not the gods? You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, and then she he asked, what are they saying? And she says, they're sad. Your Lord brother will get no help from them. Not where he's going. The old gods have no power in the south. The werewoods there were all cut down thousands of years ago. How can they watch your brother when they have no eyes? And that's a really good point. That's a, a lot of, you know, the, the limitations of, of the old gods or the children or wh- what have you, you know, just you know, can't, can't see um, where there are no werewoods. And I think that's sort of why they want a three-eyed crow. They want blood raven. They want a green seer, you know, someone who is not limited to. Maybe. May, maybe that's why the Night King is interested in Bran. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think it's it's sort of they have those powers to to see beyond um, outside of what you would call the Weirwood Network, you know, as Matt calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, it, def- it oh, it definitely is a thing. It is, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then they talk about Hodor having giant's blood, you know, and that's sort of what because he comes back dripping wet, you know, and uh, Osha kind of sees him right and, and talks about swears that you know um, there's truly giants. Or actually, Bran asks, are there truly giants beyond the wall? You know, because she, she comments on that. Like, surely he must have giant's blood, which is just super cool uh, to think about. But, uh, yeah, and, and so she says, giants and worse than giants, Lordling. I tried to tell your brother when he asked these questions, him and your maester, and that smiling boy, Greyjoy, the cold winds are rising, and men go out from their fires and never come back. Or if they do, they're not men no more but only whites with blue eyes and cold black hands. Why do you think I run south with Stiv and Holly and the rest of them? Mance thinks he can fight them. Uh, The brave, sweet, stubborn man, like the White Walkers, were no more than rangers. But what does he know? He can call himself King Beyond the Wall all he likes, but he's still just another old black crow who flew down from the Shadow Tower. Uh, He's never tasted winter. I was born up there, child, like my mother and her mother before her, and her mother before her, born of the free folk. We remember. Asha stood, her chains rattling together. I tried to tell your lordling brother, only yesterday, when I saw him in the yard. Um, I called to him, respectful as you please, but he looked through me, and that sweaty oaf, great joy, um, umber, shoves me out of the path. So basically, she's just, you know, she's tried to tell him what's happening there, and no one's listening. Yeah. Well, that seems to be the, that seems to be the kind of the moral of the story as we as mm-hmm. we, you know people don't people don't believe it until yeah. they finally see. I'm not even so convinced Cersei believes it, really. Yeah. Even yeah. you know if you want to talk about like where we're at now, like season eight, I don't think I think I mean I know she saw it, but it doesn't seem to me like she's really like ah eh, whatever they'll deal with it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know that she's a true believer. Yeah. So. I don't know until you see it, until you face it. It's it's one thing, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. You know, Asha's born there; she knows what this is like, and and she describes them to a T, though. You know, like the blue eyes and and the and the hands cold as black, and you know, mm-hmm. she knows that they're whites. She's actually seen them, and I think that is what forces them to, you know, uh, go out to get beyond the wall. And I think it does doesn't it say that they actually sail around. I mean, dude, even even well, even Mance Raider, right? If Mance Raider amasses an army of like a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. He is like, I'd rather march towards Castle Black than take mm-hmm. an army of 100,000 against however many they mm-hmm. have. Yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so. 
Uh, all right. I mean, all right. you'd also yeah. have to imagine. This is something. This is a question yeah. for you. How is it that they that the is, none of the wildlings we know have any idea how to kill White Walkers? Yeah. Well, I think no one. You knows, would. I mean, right? I mean. Well, I mean, Sam figure. I mean, I know Sam stabs one or whatever, but you know, there are there are books on it and and stuff like that, and. I mean, not on like, hey, how to kill a White Walker 101 or anything, but you would just, you you would have to think that at some point somebody would have killed one, and somebody would have had a general idea as to, as to yeah. how to do it. Yeah, and that is sort of what like, like like the, like the folly with the with the wildlings is they don't write anything down. They don't have right. so so it has to be it has to be a tale that's told. A ta- yeah, exactly. And, and did it get lost or you know because at one point yeah they had to have known you know and it's just like it was something that was forgotten even by those who keep records. So mm-hmm. yeah, I see what you're saying though. Like, like how is it? Cause that's, you know, Sam, that's his whole thing is he has to go research it and figure out, you know, right. Well, because they, um, right. Because who is it that it's Sam and those guys find like a stash, right? Like they find the mm-hmm. stash of, yeah. of obsidian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were just talking about, you know, actually Lord Adam Parker opened my eyes to the fact that there was a fresh, um, you know crow's cloak that there was it wasn't like something that meant maybe it was the cold had preserved it but like it seemed you know recent and fresh it seemed seemed, yeah it seemed fresh yeah and i was kind of taken back but i never when i you know that's not something a detail i remembered or what have you but um so yeah anyways uh it's just mentioned that that mr lewin listens carefully talks about how wildlings can give old nan uh uh you know a lesson in telling tales right so just that like it's a great tale. There's, there's really right, no, tr- right. just doesn't believe it. Um, and yeah. And, and so they continued to kind of, uh, make preparations to, to march South and brand kind of says, he'll listen to me. I'll, I'll go tell him. Uh, but it's Maester Lewin who he ends up running across and, and tries to talk to him about the story that Asha had told him. And he won't let him bother Rob with, with that, right. with that Rob's, story. Yeah. Cause he, right. Cause he thinks it's, you know, a joke. Right. And Rob's yeah. busy trying to amass an army. Right, and trying to, you know, um, already, even with his own bannermen, he's he's playing, air quote, the Game of Thrones, and that he's trying to, um, you know, in, like, entertain them the right way, show them that he's strong, right. you know, all that all that stuff. Politics, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and, and it kind of ends with just them, you know, preparing to march and, you know, getting on their war horses and... and uh, heading off really um they have to kind of i think uh rob goes up to kind of talk to bran and and talks about the great john and how scared he was he's like i actually thought he was going to kill me you know yeah. <laughs> like so he, he, he sends um graywin after him and and, and what have you so he kind of has that moment with bran where he, he's not robbed the lord as bran calls him you know and it's a good moment i'm glad they have it because you know this is this is it when you know bran is uh, gonna be in charge. He's gonna be in charge of things. Yeah, you know, it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, so. and then that. Yeah, Rob marches south, and then Brand's in charge. And <sighs> yeah, knowing the pieces too, it's like, oh, I see how the story all unfolds. Yeah. Also, I, one last line here we'll mention. So, um, with the distant cheers that had faded to silence, the yard was empty at last. Winterfell seemed uh, deserted and dead. Bran looked around at the faces of those who had remained, women, children, and old men, and Hodor. The huge stable boy had a lost and frightened look to his face. Hodor? He said sadly. Hodor, Bran agreed, wondering 
what it meant. <laughs> just, wow. <laughs> just, you know, I mean, come on. It's just, it's crazy. What does it, what does it mean? What does it mean? It uh, kills me, kills me, kills me, kills me. No, it so, kills him. It, it does. It does. <laughs> truly does. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, let me think here. I think I do have, so any cool connections there, Sir Matt? Uh, I mean, you just said it, man. Yeah, I know that. Wonder, that's, he wonders what Hodor means. I, mean. I know, don't we all? I know, I know. Um, yeah. So, uh, real quickly, just had a, a quick little raven here from um, Lady Shannon uh, from from Canada there, who basically says winter is here as uh, <laughs> with a vengeance. It's minus ten up there at uh, back when oh, she wow. sent this to us. God. Yeah, yeah. That wow. sounds awful. I know it was. Yeah. Uh, so she's kind of talking about the, uh, the opening scene shows the three, uh, Night's Watch dudes, right? They Mm -hmm. see the White Walkers. Okay. Uh, two of them die. Cut to Ned chopping the third dude's head off. Um, he said that he was so scared that he didn't even go back to warn his black brothers. How did he get south of the wall? Uh, yeah, that is interesting. I'm thinking back. My guess to... is he used he used one of the tunnels or something that one of the Night's Watch guys would have would have known about. Yeah, and, and I don't. Know, I actually think, and you know, Show versus Book. I'm trying to remember. I I think he maybe just goes back to. It's actually a different. It's the older guy who actually I think makes it back in the book. But either way, mm-hmm. either way, um, I think he you know maybe gets back and he's just talking craziness even if he is kind of warning his his black brothers i think it's i think when, when he's at castle black then he then he takes off i think he actually does make it back i think he gets through the wall just in, in in the normal way and then just like john you know he wasn't watched or whatever and then takes off in the night and and right just just leaves i i think that might be the the, the simple answer but yeah, because maybe I, he maybe he gets back to Castle Black, tells him what he saw, and you know, even no one some, believes even in some him. People, or, yeah. yeah, some people at Castle Black don't believe the, about the White Walkers, right? Like they know it would be a wildling, or you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, because he is ta- he is rambling about that to Eddard Stark, you know, later. And the reason I I thought I would pull this one and, and talk about it now is just like you know, Osha uh, talks about how they had sailed around the wall, you know, and how the wa- yeah, wildlings which, did which that. We, you and I, you and I have talked about that before. Where yeah. It's like, it's it looks seems so obvious to me. I would just sail around it. Right, right, exactly. Um, le, there's actually another situation here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, where the king beyond the wall actually took many forces. Um, through the wall supposedly, and and one of the the old Stark kings had to beat them back. I was we were just looking at it when we were doing the um, gosh the the green dream. Oh, sorry, I'll come back to it. You know, so we know that they can climb over the wall. We know that there are there are uh, ways in which you know, cold hands kind of helps Sam get through the wall. Just that this is this is a way in which you know someone who has said the vows and someone who is of the Night's Watch can can get through when he has Gilly. You know, later on. Um, right, right. But there's not a lot of ways to get to get through it. Uh, there are tunnels though. I somewhere I saw, and I was just looking on the timeline here. The idea that there were other tunnels, or that 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 um, the wildlings had actually tunneled under the wall at one point, but anyways, yeah, I, I don't know. That was something I, I I saw, and then that was the Starks had to kind of you know um, fight them and 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 beat them back. Uh, here we go. Um, oh, that's that's the Night King. Never mind. 
that's the, that's different. Anyways, yeah. So I don't know. It's a it's a good question, and and you know sometimes it it seems like why don't more wildlings do that, and why don't they just try to integrate into the culture? It's it's like they 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 I think they hate the Southerners just as much as as right. You know, they're hated by the Westeros. Southern, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah. know, that's just just that, my thought. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. There's definitely probably some truth to that because I think there's there's probably a lot e- more easier ways of um of getting south, right? Because like Skagos, right? We talk about Skagos, the island to the east of kind of the wall, um, where that's technically not they're not technically not considered wildlings there, although they kind of refer to them as if they pretty much are wildlings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if somebody yeah. were to come from Skagos, they wouldn't say anything. Like they wouldn't be like you're a wildling, you're you're, you're you're it's illegal for you to be here, but they're kind of the but they basically kind of view them as wildlings. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. One. So I did. I just found it actually. Um. The when you look at the timeline that's on uh, just the wiki of uh, of Ice and Fire, uh, about three thousand years before the conquest, uh, the wildling invasion. Uh, the free folk, you know, the wildlings unite under uh, the kings yes, beyond they the do. wall. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah and they I made it, looking at that. Uh, right. Uh, when we were looking at that. Yeah, for for the Green Dream. Yeah, and they managed to evade the Night's Watch, bypass the wall in great numbers using a network of tunnels that extended under the wall. Uh, however, they're met by by the Stark King on the other side and are eventually thrown back. Uh, not many more details about it. And again, these are this is one of the murky, you know, three thousand years ago. What was really happening? Who were the Kings beyond um, the wall. They're 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 talked a little bit about. Um, is it is it Gendel and Gorn? Right, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Horned Lords uh, is, is said to have used magic to pass the wall a thousand years. So that, that maybe he used magic. Maybe there was some other way that they that they got around or got through the wall. You know. So I'm just I just bring that up because it's it's. It's a good question. Is it, you know, how do you get through it? What are ways? Are there other ways to go around it, over it, through it, under it? Because um, it seems to be something that the Night King himself is struggling with. Uh, we, we think, anyways. You know. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I think that is it. Um, it is time to man the wall, actually. And uh, I just want to give another quick plug to our Patreon. We've got two really good. I'm uh, gonna musing up there. Uh, I've got one that I want to do later. Um, this weekend with Sir Matt, just some of my own stuff out of the books. Um, we've been talking about season eight. Gosh, we were just going to have, I think March is probably, if you ever wanted a month to sign up for Patreon, this is the month to be quite frank. Yeah. Cause we just recorded a lot of content and we're not done. I mean, there's actually, yeah, more. we're not even close. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. Some, some cool stuff. We have a Raven's nest coming up soon. Uh, did we pencil yeah, a think, date down for that? Yeah, I think yeah. Right now, I think we're thinking the thirty first of of March for that. Okay. Um, I know that uh, Lord Adam Parker is. I don't know if he sent it to us yet, but he is sending us one that he said is roughly forty minutes long. So, as soon as he sends that to us, I'm probably just going to do an episode where I just kind of read it as a standalone episode. That way, um, people can kind of listen to that before we get into Raven's Nest, so that won't take. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What we could do is, uh, yeah, and we have something bigger like that. It doesn't matter who it is, you know. If, if you want us to yeah, kind of yeah, do yeah. a standalone, we've, we had, we've, had, we've, had, we've definitely had other people send us really long, detailed ones as well. Before, yeah. So. 
we might even be able to bring him on and have him discuss it first. And then what we could do, you know, is, is have other folks co- who want to comment on it. Um, you know, mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Go, go from there. I think it, he said it's something about the Crips of Winterfell. And what was nuts is I, I posted in the group recently that like we already have just a I mean, the nest is full. You know, there is yeah. so many uh, yeah, ravens that are good, that are really good. And and I'm excited to to read. And so even if you're not on Patreon and you want to send something that that you that will be discussed on the show, uh, send that to btkcast at gmail dot com. I mean, it's it's. Uh, it's nice to have sort of our bannermen discuss it and talk about it and it's just it's just i think it's fun to those are one of my those have turned in some of my favorite episodes getting to meet you know some of our our uh, listeners and have what have you so mm-hmm. yeah um, it's a lot of fun it's, it's tons of fun doing that yeah uh all right also a quick uh shout out here to all of our bannermen we've got lord uh jason of house ross lord hunter the foul mouth captain of the guard um we've got lady amanda of house richardson lord adam the young bull of house parker uh, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, the Ghost of Harrenhal, Lord Thanos of House Titan, and Sir Dustin of House Walls, Captain of the Guard. Yeah. Yeah. So, alrighty, well, we want to thank you guys for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 54, Daenerys 6. Yeah. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember, fire and